everyone and welcome to the Theatre Pitch podcast. My name is Jem, this is Sean. Hello. <laughs> and this is Jo. Hi. And this is a very special Ed Fringe special episode of this podcast. So we've got our special guest, Libby Daniel. <laughs> Hi. You literally said special three times then. I feel really honoured. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, how special is this episode? I am super special. It is so, so special because all of us went to the same uni. All of us have known each other since the uni days. And we've all gone to the Fringe, not necessarily together, but we've all bumped into each other at the Fringe. And it's just, it's wonderful to see everybody again. It feels like old times. I tell you what it feels like. It feels... Special. Mm. <laughs> hey, Jem, this Brilliant. being such a special episode, um, what's the podcast about? The pod. There you go. Somebody's prompting me to get over how special I think this episode is and excited about the special episode and tell everybody that welcome to the Theatre Pitch podcast. This is the podcast where we take a random online encyclopedia article and each of us creates a pitch of how we would turn it into a theatre show. But because this is the Ed Fringe special, there's one extra rule to that, which is the show has to be an Edinburgh Fringe show. So it either has to be at a venue or pitched to a certain promoter um but it has to be able to be put on in august in edinburgh on the fringe so before we get into actually what this what, what what the article is for this i want to just speak to libby for a little bit how you doing libby oh my gosh i'm so well how the devil are you i'm good <laughs> it has it, it's been a hot minute hasn't it i've missed you guys so much I know. It's been absolutely insane. I think the last just 18 months, two years, has been completely a blip. Um, I know. Yeah. So do, do, tell everybody what you do and what you've done at The Fringe, because you, you come to it from a very different perspective, which is really interesting. And actually, Libby is the reason why I ended up at the Edinburgh Fringe in the first place. Oh my gosh, yes. That takes me back. Um, so... I've been to the Fringe for 12 consecutive years, um, five of which I actually worked uh, for the Pleasance Theatre Company. Um, I worked on street team, like flyering the shows, promoting the shows for three years, and then progressed to um, arts theatre, arts industry reception. So it was like giving out comp tickets to like VIPs and stuff like that. Um, so I know it really, really well. And then I think I remember the reason why you got involved in the fringes, but it wasn't it that Red Bastard show, and it was that weird clown show, and you came on. Was that right? No, that was wrong. that was a show that you turned around to me and went, you you hunted me down and went, you have to see this show. You actually got me involved in the fringe because it was um, between our first and second year of university. You yeah. had like you and I had met. We got we we, we like hit it off immediately. And um, you had a friend, the wonderful Shana Manuga. Shani, that's Shani, it, yes. Yes, who has amazing shows on at the Fringe every year. Um, yeah. And she needed more t people to fly at various different shows. And you kind of put me in touch and I ended up very last minute over the summer jumping on a train and going all the way from, I think it was Bristol I was in at the time all the way up to Edinburgh 
to yeah. knock the socks off of that show, and I have not stopped going back since. It is an absolutely amazing place, and obviously so gutted that the past two ones have been cancelled because of the pandemic. So yeah. I know we're all like raring to go for the next one, but I think the next one will be mental. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Yeah, which is super super exciting. It's going to be special. special. <laughs> oh i love it the bands are on point i I feel like yeah this is gonna be i I always remember like you'd go when i started early going to the fringe it always been like oh i'm going over to the courtyard wonder if i see libby maybe i know and it's such an institution and then i remember i came and saw your first show post university yes the Um... show we don't speak of (laughs) why in any kind of of bad way oh no have i what have i done no, well, when you saw the I, show, it was, it was I everything think it was that rubbish. You, <laughs> you thought it was rubbish? Yeah, I was sat in the middle thinking, like, what's going on here? Who knows? <laughs> I thought it was quite cool. I got, the, I got like, a special um, spot on the show because I got to Skype someone. I, I was sat in a chair, and it was, like, mm-hmm. this immersive thing, and I got to Skype someone, and they popped up on a laptop, and I was just speaking to them. It was, I thought it was quite cool. Yeah, it was okay, everything yeah, yeah. that, like, it was, it was, a post it added, uni... It added, it added, it added uh, merits. But I think, as a whole, I didn't, we didn't know what was going on most of the time. But look, like, absolute credit to you. You did. It was your first thing with your production company out of university. You took it to Edinburgh, which is an absolute mon- like monumental task. It really is. Um, so credit to you, honestly. It was, it was really cool. Aww. Thank you. Oh, what am I like? I'm so cute. <laughs> I am putting that on our like YouTube channel. Like, hey, we done good that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Libby said so. I, I think I'm now firmly understanding why you two wanted Libby to be on the show so much. Just because you uh, wanted someone to balance out my normal just making fun of your theatre things and actually building you up for once. Yes, I will be your number one hype man. <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just, I've just missed Libby. That's why I was like, oh, we need oh, to get special guests. Sean, Libby's like really you. successful now. Let's just call in that. Let's call in oh, that. Oh no, friendship. I'm really not. Oh, Sean, I literally miss you and your dulcet midland tones so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. But hey, with all this, uh, all this lovely honesty going on, I think it's time we talked a bit about some lies, don't you all think? No. Yeah. Some liars dice. I just want to catch up with Libby and talk about Caucasian Chalk Circle. Yeah. Should we just Should we just sack off the podcast? Let's just oh. reminisce. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, Libby's there, yeah. like that trying to good. sing. I don't. I don't know if trying? you remember this. How Libby. dare you? No, you were trying. No, you were singing on top of. Do you remember this? On top of the stairs, <gasps> and doing the snow. I still remember oh, yeah. this really vividly. And I remember yeah. on the last night looking at all this snow and I'm thinking, oh, I ain't putting that in the bin. I ain't gonna so I just like I just that last night I just threw so much on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I was singing and I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally choking on all the snow, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was such a good show. You know Yeah. Oh, oh, good times, good times. It was good. Weird. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go into some of the stories on here because, like, it was a small cast. So even if I go, like, no names, they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> yeah. But backstage, so some of the nights was crazy. Sean, the, the, the whole set's about to fall. Can you just run on, please? <laughs> yeah, all right. 
I was about to say I will never forget the time when this beautiful set um, was there and suddenly with through this archway in the middle of this beautiful set I just see Sean please not see me walking so sort of like quite rigidly head down just scan across the back of this archway and me giggling at quite a serious moment and getting glared at, glared at by one of the um, cast members and then finding out that Sean had to spend the rest of that show holding the set up yeah, but was yeah. it really a theatre production in Aberystwyth if at some point the entire set wasn't moments from collapse? Exactly right. My favourite bit about like making that set, I don't, I don't know if you remember the director. I don't know if you remember like how much of a delight she was. Are you talking about Joan? I wasn't going to say her name, but yes. Oh, sorry. Was I not supposed to do that? Sorry. It, I don't, it's fine. Uh, Sean's editing this. He can bleep it out in no, post. No, no, I won't bleep it okay. out. I was, I, no, she God. was a legend. She was so great. I really loved her. Oh, well, then I'm not going to continue talking whatsoever. Oh, no. Oh, you not a fan? Oh, Liv. <laughs> if you only knew. Uh, as okay. always, if you I'm... want the full stories of these, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably biased, to be honest, you know. She, uh, I, she I called me a maverick <laughs> at one point. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, there's so many. There's so many stories. <laughs> I do remember she had her favourites. Oh yeah, yeah. It weren't me. Mm-hmm. weren't me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to give Joe his segue. <laughs> What's this episode's... What, what, what are we pitching today? Well, uh, thank you for that. In no way dicey transition there. Oh, today we're talking very about... good, very I, I good. Ha- I have to interrupt to say, okay, your first segue was brilliant. I'm going to give you credit for the first segue. And well done for saving mine. Thank you, teamwork. <laughs> You're welcome. Today we are talking about Liar's Dice. Liar's Dice is a class of dice game for two or more players requiring the ability to deceive and to detect an opponent's deception. In Single Hand Liar's Dice, each player has a set of dice. All players roll once, and the bids relate to the dice each player can see, brackets their hand, plus all the concealed dice, brackets the other player's hand. In common games, there is one set of dice which is passed from player to player. The bids relate to the dice as they are in front of the bidder after selected dice have been re-rolled. It has its roots in South America, where it has been known as Dudo, Cajito, Perudo, or Dadinho, as well as Pirate's Dice, Deception Dice, and Diceception. Nice. Love it. Well done, and well done on on going for the pronunciation yet again. (laughs) Well, that's the entire reason I'm here, to confidently pronounce words that I am definitely getting wrong. (laughs) How did everybody find making up a theatre show to this article? Hmm. I thought it... (laughs) I did yeah. think it was quite tricky, to be honest. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. There's so many avenues you could go down because it is quite ambiguous. So I think you know. it's one of those. You think this that... is ambiguous? This is what I think. This is the one like like most detailed one we've had in a while. Oh really? <laughs> I mean, it's it's detailed as a concept, but in terms of what you could do as a theatre show, it's just like so expansive. You know, that it's like. It's so far from a storyline that yeah. 
it gives you quite a lot of scope. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's it, it. It was definitely one of those articles that when it comes up on the randomizer, you're like, yes, this this is gonna be so good and so cool because yeah. there's gonna be something there. And then when you sit down to actually work on that, you go, okay. Uh, yeah, because I've been listening to some of your other podcasts and I was listening to one where it was like a profile of this person. And I thought that's that's quite easy because that's someone's life story. You can go down quite a few avenues, but a dice game, yeah, kind of tricky. Is that, was I, that Irvin Pond? I was about to say yeah, it was Irvin yeah, Cain. Yeah, Legend. Yeah, yeah, Legend. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. It was, really, it was really funny. I really enjoyed it. Season two, episode two for yeah. anyone who wants to go back and have a listen. I almost applied for an American university during that episode. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that my idea... I, I feel like my idea is really, really obvious and I've got I, I would place my money on Sean pitching the same idea. So I wanna go before Sean. Does anybody wanna go first? Me. I think it sounds like you do, Jim. <laughs> I really do. Okay. I know usually I give it a second. Go for it, Jim. I, I would have said the only fair way to do this would be roll a die and see who um has the higher number. Oh! Oh my god, you're on fire! You yeah. are absolutely on fire. <laughs> that, this is the entire thing that I'm here for, is just to throw in bits like that and then people realise, oh wow, he really hasn't planned it. Hang yet. on, hang on. <laughs> Could we actually do that? Because I know to hand, I have a D20, and I really doubt Gemma has a dice that goes up that high, so I feel like I would win. <laughs> I... Fine, Sean, go first. <laughs> No, no, you go first. You go first. Because you've said this last time and our ideas were definitely not the same. So I'm not worried. No, okay. All right. Okay. So I I really like playing Liar's Dice. I got really into it when Pirates of the Caribbean sort of took hold of it and turned it into a video game. And I really, really loved it. And I liked playing with it. But I also like playing things like the card game Bullshit. And I love playing poker and anything that's got a little element of deception because it kind of leads to some good banter if you're right with the right people. So I was looking at this game and then I thought, hmm, you've got this dice game, you've got this idea of pirates. And I went down on a reminiscent kind of walk about pirates at the fringe. And I thought of the wonderful Jolly Boat crew and the wonderful Ed and Tom Jolly. And I thought... These guys are nerds dressed as pirates, singing about nerdy stuff. I love them. And I was like, oh, let's do a show in collaboration with them. But then I thought, no, let's do a show against them. So my show is one of my favorite kind of Edinburgh shows are those shows where it's a general concept and it has guests involved each night to make the show go. Um, kind of like Star Wars versus Star Trek or various different things like that. So then I thought, okay, the concept of my show, it's a free fringe show. Not too fussed about which free fringe venue gets put into, but I want it to be a part of the PBH free fringe. And it every night we take on another act in a game of Liar's Dice. So it's a comedy, it's improvised. And it's generally funny. And I desperately, I was kind of thinking it would be great if we could have this little mythology around us as a crew. Kind of like you have the Black Pearl coming in. But it's like that kind of gambling element uh, with being safe. But 
we take on an act, a different act, each night at a game of Liar's Dice. It's full of banter, it's done for laughs, so not necessarily to win unless somebody is comically uh, uh, competitive. But that's my show, as I thought that would be a really good fringe show and really fun. Yeah, I really like that. Um, are you inviting comedians on as your guests at night? Like, at, like Hell, you know, like high-profile yes. comedians, yeah. High-profile comedians, anybody who seems like they are fun and have a lot of, like, people who are used to dealing with audience interaction as well and used to just working a crowd in that kind of way. So comedians are perfect. Uh, the sort of cabaret-y acts, uh, kind of like Jolly Boat. I want to go up against Jolly Boat. I want that to be the final. Um, because I think, especially uh, with Joe and Sean and their nerddom coming on, it could turn into a whole massive fight, um, which would be genuinely hilarious for me to just sit back and drink rum to. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and I think the rum thing, you could really play with that, like sponsorship from Kraken or something. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this I'm is a reminder, Kraken, if you're listening, we are open to uh, do <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Bacardi. I, or Bacardi. Or I'll take Havana, Havana if you're listening. Yeah. Mm. I, but do you I know what I mean? Like Kraken, Pirates, just following the theme. Love yeah. it. Yeah, so that's my show. I kind of went, what's the most Ed Fringe show I could p pitch? It's two, It's a load of people playing a game and people watching it. I really, really what I did was, was I was going to frame it more wrestling-y to rip Joe and Sean's show off. Um, no, don't, don't say it. Don't uh, say it out Jim, loud. Don't. Jim, what are you on about? We haven't <laughs> what you want, what show? about our show. What are you on about? <laughs> this great idea hasn't come out yet. Yes. Um, or ignore what you've just heard. And eventually throw away everything you've known because it's going to Can't believe you've done that. Can't believe you've done that to <laughs> us. We've been waiting. We've been sitting on that for like two years and I can't believe you sort of announced it right now. I did, okay, yeah. if you've been sitting on it for about two years, I've been selling it for about two years. You've got an audience ready to go, but I've told everybody about your show. <laughs> and they'll get to see it yes, in 2022. When yes. we're allowed to go. To Edinburgh, yeah, because <laughs> I so, refuse to compromise my values and do something for an online audience. Which does remind me, how's Happiness Anonymous going, Jim? Happiness <laughs> Anonymous is great. Come and watch it. It's on this year. It's on next year. It's great. I love it, and it's every week as a podcast. There's the the humble brag. Uh, are there any questions for my my competitive dice game? Um, yes, many I, questions. I don't so much have a question as I just want to state that, um, you know what? It's it's a kind of simple approach to it of literally just stating what if we played the game. But I feel like those sorts of shows where it's just like mixed bill comedians playing board games usually work really well. They draw in a crowd. And I think the touch <laughs> really, of <Joe>? like, <laughs> some of them, um, but like... They can be good fun, they're reliable, um, and it helps that it's obviously people kind of know what they're getting themselves in for. But I think the addition of like the lore elements of kind of building up the notion of this pirate crew who they're playing up against could be a fun touch to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to wait to hear what Sean's questions are before I decide if I now hate it. Okay, so we're pirates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said we. 
Uh, I'll, I'll get involved. Um, so we're pirates. Um, is there any consequences for when we lose? Definitely. Will we have to walk I, any planks, for instance? I, 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 I was <laughs> thinking walk the planks, and then I was just like, I don't know how I would do that. And I know that if I say we'll walk the plank, Sean will ask me how we'll do that, and I won't have an answer. So, there. <laughs> <laughs> how will you get the plank to Edinburgh? I'll strap it to my back like I did a bin in 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, explain. <laughs> we did a show in 2016 when one of the characters was in a bin the whole time. And oh, so I, yes. I'd taken a bin, I'd cut out the bottom so it was like a little skirt kind of thing. But then I had to get to Edinburgh on the train with a bin. And so, yeah. I that was a fun trip to explain to people. No, it's not actually a bin. It's a it's a it's a prop. It's a costume and it's a piece of set. I've got a Why didn't we just buy the bin in Edinburgh? I don't know. Cuz we had to rehearse with it. I don't know. Can I throw in one additional thing just to keep us on your um, show here, Gem? Uh-huh. Have you considered in terms of PBH free fringe venues running this at Barbados? I considering the rum think, element yeah i did think barbados. i i did think barbados um because a couple of the other venues um like uh, a few years ago they did cards against humanity with comedians or something in mm. a basement somewhere yeah but i thought um, barbados and you know there's probably... been some really good improv shows at uh at barbados hint hint joe's <laughs> trying to plug it <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey um if you're going to edinburgh fringe back in 2016 there's a great improv show to see <laughs> um yeah so are there any other questions sean what improv show improv drink of the one i did <laughs> <laughs> oh oh you, you said good and i was like what <laughs> oh yeah sorry i meant great improv yeah you yeah, go yeah, yeah. hey hey it was special it, exactly. It was that. So no, if there are, a... go on, Sean. No, I've got no questions. I quite like. I quite like what you've done there. I quite. I've gone good simple idea. rather than like whimsical, immersive, ambitious. I've just gone right. This is going to be a programming nightmare, but it's going to be fun. Who would like to go next? Well, I'll go next. Considering Jem was like, oh, I'm really worried. Me and Sean have got the same thing. Well, I'll go and tell you what mine is. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Right. So, you know how, like, tons of shows at the Edinburgh Fringe are improv? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm pitching that we do an improv show and that the dice dictate the improv. Now, you're like, what? Crazy idea? Explain. Okay, so like Jem, I was also watching films and games that um, have Liar's Dice in it, like um, Red Dead Redemption, like the second part of the Caribbean film. And that's where I got my idea from. Not, not, We're not doing pirates. I'm actually, for some reason, I was like, oh, let's do like gangsters, because I, I kept thinking about that, you know, the Reservoir Pugs. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, I kept... Dogs, dogs. I always get the name wrong. I don't know why. Um, so I was thinking like Reservoir Dogs, that's sort of like them gangsters sort of thing. So, and also I watched the scene 
in um, Casino Royale. You know, you know when they're like they're around the poker table, and everyone's watching, and like the one guy he puts his cards down and he's like, "Yo, look what I got." And then the bad guy puts his cards down and he's like, "I got better cards than you." And the other guys, the other guy's like, "Oh yeah, he has." And then Bond's like, "Nah, mate, I'm the best." So I was like, "How do, how do we recreate that?" So. That's what I'm going to try and do. So I haven't got a venue because I didn't think that far ahead. Sorry, Gemma. Um, but it's, I suppose it can be on a free fringe. Let's help independent artists and everything. So the idea is that we've got six people and they're all playing like gangsters on a heist. And they've all got their character. So think, so think Reservoir Dogs. Think how like Mr. Pink, Mr. Brown, they're all... They, you could tell they've all got their own characteristics and it was quite clear what they are. So the improv is they play a game of liar's dice and the winner gets all the money. And they okay. literally play the game as their characters. So they're trying to win all of the money as their characters. Does that make sense? And that's how it's going to be different every night because the, the cocky character might have on one night have like a really good hand and he might you know i don't you don't know how he might play will he bluff will he do or like the the guy who's not that confident he's just you know he's like a new gangster i don't know what they're called but let's just call them gangsters he's like oh i've got a really good hand do i play do i play confident or but then if i play too confident they'll know i've got a good hand and that's how it is the dice dictate the way the characters play the scene i like it (laughs) Yeah, okay. I do have a question, though. I might have an answer. I'll try. (laughs) So, you're playing the game for real on stage. They're playing the game for real on stage as their characters. This would affect the running time of the show, would it not? Depending on when the game is, you know... So, I mean, if you've got a show before or after, it's going to be kind of hard for the... For the venue and your team, <laughs> if you've got well, a show that is at like you know doesn't have a, a a running time, one person will be in charge of keeping an eye on the clock. Okay, so in an event where you'll oh, have what, to wrap up, <laughs> what happens a, then? Um, well, well, they're Sorry gangsters. To throw no, no, no. You are. You, you are. If it suddenly hits um, like one minute to go and there's nothing left to do. Someone just flips the table in anger because they're losing. No, you are. You, 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 you're spot on. We'll have to put in place sort of like um, someone. Someone would be in charge of like keeping an eye on the time, and they would have. And I suppose if it like hits the thirty-minute mark, if they did like a certain action or said a certain line, that would that would dictate like oh we've got thirty minutes left. So like. to keep an eye on like the time you've got 10 minutes left this person says like something and then we wrap it up so you are spot on there it's something i should have thought of <laughs> no it is because like uh, and and a friend show you've got to get in get out do the show and get out within an hour like time yeah it's the, so that's important the, yeah it's so i know important. what you mean and i know it's... what you mean games like liars dice chess poker they can go on for ages and if you're going to like do a Ed Fringe show around them, then you have to keep an eye on time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I quite like it. How many? How, how many um, people? Um. Well, I was thinking six, but I suppose if you have that many people, then 
I might have to like trim it down because you might take too long with six people like saying no I've got four fours yeah might be better with four I tell you what though I reckon um if you brought up an Edinburgh Fringe show doing something like that with the sorts of games you listed like Liars Dice or like Checkers or Chess um if someone were to bring up a show with like one of those games it'd be really impressive if you could do it and do you know what and do you know what especially if like they made like a special I don't know like board for the games on like a yeah. laser cutter that'd be even more impressive wouldn't it <laughs> but can once you, again this has nothing to do these, <laughs> can you tell yet that these two are just wanting to plug their own show at the end um, guys, I, I the don't end. know what you're on about we're not about. ready to reveal it yet no. Jen. <laughs> yeah i've only got one Shameless. t-shirt made up for it yet we i haven't got joe one yet we can't talk about it <laughs> i've got a mug <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> These guys just do shows for the merch. Yeah. Speaking of which, Sean, are you going to have any merch for your show? Um, special dice. Oh Good. yeah, that's a that's nice. Classic. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, are there any other questions? Joe, do you have any questions for Sean's uh, show? No. Yeah, I went with okay. an improv show, Joe. Did you see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm gonna leave Joe to wrap the show up. Um, Libby, do you want to go next? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to lie, the creative juices were flowing and I actually have two ideas, but <gasps> I was going to listen to yours and then decide which one, depending. And now I'm actually not quite sure. Um, Pitch both. Okay. Go for it. I'll, no, I'll, okay, I'll go with this one and we'll see. We'll see how you feel. Okay, so... Obviously, deception is like a key theme here. And also luck, rolling the dice. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. So I really wanted to play with this. So my first idea is an immersive and absurdist piece. And it's actually inspired by an Edinburgh Fringe show that already exists. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it. This is the real name of the show. It's called A Young Man Dressed as a Gorilla, Dressed as an Old Man, Sits in a Rocking Chair, in a, Rocking in a Rocking Chair for 60 Minutes and then Leaves. Yes, right? this has come up several times in these specials. I think it's come up every single every time. time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should ditch this idea then. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. One's, no one's pitched an idea around it. We just apparently like yeah, to talk it just about all, it. It's always there. I mean, you can't of talk about the fringe is. without mentioning it. It's so true because it's become like so iconic. It sells out every year and it's become this cult production. Um, but yes, it's one of the weirdest shows you ever see. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess you've already told the listener that that title is completely self-explanatory. That's literally all that happens in the show. And then the audience are invited to just do as they please um and you just get a whole load of drunken thespians getting up on stage and messing with props and shouting putting on performance and it just somehow works um so trying to take i'm going to take this idea apply it to liar's dice um and also i think you mentioned this earlier but liar's dice was originated in south america um and the drinking game equivalent of the dice game is called mexican don't know if you said that. This is what I've read um, online. So I'm thinking the show could perhaps be titled Two Men in Mexican Hats Sit Across a Table Playing Dice for 50 Minutes and Then Leave. Something like that. Um, 
But obviously that is a direct replica of the show. Don't want to do that. My unique selling point would be um, the audience aren't invited to do absolutely whatever they want. They're, but at the beginning of the show, they'll download an app um, and the audience are invited to choose, um, I haven't decided yet, either a multiple choice question or um, they enter um, an answer, uh, which then gets put into a random generator and the producer, you know, backstage will select from this random gen generator the player's next move and where the script's going to go. Um, so the audience have to download the app at the beginning of the show, presented with this multiple choice, um, if, the, if it's multiple choice, it'd be the majority vote wins. And then, yeah, the show will go down the avenue the audience has voted for. Um, so, I mean, I think multimedia in theatre is super on trend right now, like for obvious reasons. Um, I want to set it in sort of a dingy venue, maybe like the caves, I think would be really atmospheric. Um, and it'd be a late night venue. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like maybe midnight to 1am. I just think I want a drunken audience in there. I want people to be like inhibitions left and, um, I, not a free fringe. I think that will sell. I really do. Um, especially if it's a small venue and it's quite intimate. Um, yeah, my only thing is, no, actually, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. There was part of me expecting you'd say that the difference with this was the audience aren't invited. Just your just... way of making this really <laughs> exclusive was being like, this is a show where we don't let people in so that they really want to get in. It's the most exclusive show at the end of a fringe, yeah. Yeah. To be in the um... to see the show, you have to be in the show. <laughs> we I would no pay tickets. to watch that. Would I would you? be there. Yeah, I would. That would be one of the shows where I go back home and I explain them. Like, oh, what was the best thing you saw? I was like, right, there was these two Mexicans on stage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you know what I mean? And that just was good. Really, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I wanted to just be bizarre and chaotic and, you know, really absurd. One, like, one that you remember and i mean i think i haven't decided whether, whether either a multiple choice question works and the majority wins i think that might be a little bit boring i think it might be better if the audience have like 10 seconds and they all write something really quickly and it gets submitted to this generator and one just gets picked and the i guess it's also kind of improv as i know we're all going down that similar route but the actors on stage will react accordingly um it it reminds me of have you ever played the, the game um carrots or peas or like peas or broccoli kind of thing. <laughs> no, no. Wait, okay, so you, you can play it in a big group, but essentially you start off with carrots or peas, then the next person picks which one they prefer. So if they prefer carrots, they'd say carrots, and then they choose a, another option. So it could, it just, it just reminded me of those quick fire vote games you used to get on the TV where it would be one of those, like, oh, here are the things. Everybody, press A, B, or C on your keypad. I don't know if you ever saw those shows on, like, the BBC. Um, oh. Are you saying but, I mean... Carrots or Peas was a TV game show? No, Carrots Carrots or Peas was a drinking game invite, like, given oh. to me a, a I, I was about ago. to say, who commissioned Carrots or Peas? 
you, you say that, but you remember on Channel Five they had like that flip a coin show, heads or tails. <laughs> that was a that was a TV show. Anything, anything can be a t- Jasper Carrot's be a Golden show. Balls existed. Dale hey, 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 hosted Hole in the Wall, the greatest TV game show there ever was. <laughs> Those like two shows really... are amazing. <laughs> sounds like a really um, shitty GCSE drama game. I think that it, I think that it might have been that. I think yeah, that maybe. it was just a case of it was just one of those, you know, a friend said it and then just was like, oh, well, well, I'll just mm. shout drink whenever I feel like making everybody yeah. drink. I'm you know, totally going to do that the next time I'm covering a lesson. I'm going to be like, everyone get in the circle. <laughs> no, a circle. Get peas. in a circle. And, okay, you go first. Carrots or peas? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know how it went. <gasps> Of interest, um, what was your second idea? Oh my gosh, yeah. it's wildly different. <laughs> I need to know, I need to know. Look, I'll say it really briefly. Um, and the reason why I ditched this idea actually was because I felt like it is a bit overdone. Um, but again, it is really on trend at the moment. So my second idea, still using the immersive theatre vibe but I want to create a dinner theatre-esque performance based on the classic whodunit murder mystery um it's gonna be a comedy um but cast entirely by drag queens but it, it cast with drag queens I should say not by drag queens so there's not the casting panel wasn't just drag queens <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like expect impromptu musical numbers, outrageous costumes, slapstick humour, loads of dick jokes and um, the audience will eat dinner, participate in the action. Um, it has like some kind of through line to do with a dice game. Everyone invited to, you know, a spooky haunted house, whatever. Uh, set in a cabaret where you can have dinner tables like maybe Pleasant's Cabaret Bar or Underbready Spiegel Tent. Um, again... Yeah, voodoo rooms, um, it, but obviously paid ticket, you're paying for dinner as well, so we can price the tickets quite high. Um, yeah, so that was the second idea. <laughs> can anybody tell that Libby is on a production team that is a producer? <laughs> I love it. Usually Sean and Joe are so proud of like coming up with the, with the money-making points yeah, and questions. Bit... <laughs> so, and on Libby's that, here on with like... Dinner. You... Libby's on that dinner, going, we'll you... de- oh, oh god, Gemma, we just got, keep talking got, about one we've, we've, we've sucked it on the gonna, I was just gonna say, with the with the dinner, will there be yeah. carrots or peas? <laughs> <laughs> I I was just that gonna mention, brilliant. of course, um there were also two very strong um dinner theatre related ideas in series two of Theatre Pitch. One of which I think was once again Irving Kane Pond, was it not, Gem? <laughs> Did you uh, not? Yes, did you not pitch yes. um, a, a wealth inequality um, comparison dinner theatre show for it? Yeah, a, a, a social, yeah. socially commentary dinnery thingy, um, uh, which I pitched course, much better then than I than I just did now. And of course, um, listen out later in the the, the uh, series for uh, when I pitch a body horror World War Two ghost dinner theatre with pasta. Yeah, yeah, I prefer Libby's. By far. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just using this to plug the podcast, okay? <laughs> this in this entire fringe run for me is a way of trying to get people to listen to series three. 
Um, I really like it. I, I like both of the ideas. If only because I, I go mad for anything drag queens. Um, and also dinner theatre. I'm just, I'm so into both of those things. But with the, um, the, 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 the inspired by a man in a gorilla suit series, I think that's really cool. And I like the integration of tech. I think it's quite hard to do that at the fringe sometimes though um but I, I i really like it and i like the idea that it could be something that seems really controlled like using tech and using an app but it's actually just bizarre and chaotic and insane so, i was thinking if the app didn't work because as you said it is quite a feat to develop an app when you're producing a show as well um I've seen shows like Showstopper. They also um, present a, an option to the audience for the second act. They say, um, if you post on Twitter, we will pick our favourite yes. something. And, and then they'll bring it into the second act. So potentially they could, the audience members could be posting Twitter, to, like Twitter statuses. This would also be really great for marketing. You know, everyone's tweeting about the show constantly. So that actually could bode yeah. really well. Um, so that is another option. But yeah. also, you know, developing, developing an app would be really useful for marketing. You can, all sorts of social media opportunities there. Fundraising as well. Like stu like people who are studying media. I don't know. There's all sorts of yeah. opportunities that presents mm. itself. And I'm pretty certain that other shows like Wi-Fi Wars have run the caves before. So you mm. know that at least yeah. they do have a distinct enough signal to do something That's like that. That's true. That is true, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know um, we struggled with that with our first show. It needed Wi-Fi and the, the nightmare and the, and, and the near, near, me basically conning somebody in, a, in an internet shop to try and get us internet um, was yeah. the solution. I can't remember what our solution was, but internet in Edinburgh is notoriously difficult to find. Yeah, and your show was so tech heavy, wasn't it? Well, it was like a lot of different mediums. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that was literally, <laughs> literally the point of the show, I believe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I there like was, it. There I was one time where the battery on my laptop died halfway through, and people thought it was part of the show, and I'm there like, oh, they, they were like, oh, the, the kid in the middle was acting really good when his laptop died. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, any other questions for Libby's show from Joe or Sean? Um, when will you be bringing it up in 2022? Yeah, because I I will be I watch it. Well, I need a you know really great production company. So what are you guys Yay. doing next, Fringe? <laughs> yeah, we'll see where the jolly boats are free. But yeah, and, and as much as you gave me Kraken for my show, I definitely think we could get a tequila brand in to sponsor your show. Great, love that. There you go, Joe. Would you uh, like to go next? Uh, uh, sure. I did just want to say before I do my pitch, um, this is mostly an apology for Sean. Sorry for having <laughs> really just considered... Dark. I probably should have turned my light on <laughs> before light we started on. recording. <laughs> but I'm not going to mess with it now because of continuity. <laughs> so, um, I when I was reading through this article, um, I thought to myself... I'll be honest, I th did generally think so. Sean's probably going to do some kind of improv show involving the dice determining how the show goes. Um, 
So I threw that idea away. And then I started it. What really hooked me into the article was um, one point they start breaking down the mathematical formula behind the likelihood of various amounts of dice being on the table and what dice are there. And um, I started thinking about a few things of um, uh, are the three of you aware of the Einstein quote of God never plays dice with the universe? Yes. Yeah. I like well, that quote. Yeah. It essentially, to break it down, it basically what he's just saying is in the sense of physics, everything happens for a reason. Nothing is left to chance. Everything happens for some kind of cosmic plan. And I wanted to take this element of, because I think the other fun part of Liar's Dice is essentially something that I, I think it's really fun when you get things of essentially it is a game of unreliable narration. And what is the best form of unreliable narration? It's that moment in a heist film where you see someone explaining how the heist is going to go down. And they're okay. explaining like what everyone's part is, what they're going to do. And so what I kind of wanted to do was bring both that sense of kind of like... Uh, somehow bringing both maths and the section of a heist film where everyone's explaining how the plot is working to the fringe. So my idea is that essentially, I think this play, it involves multiple different people sat around a table explaining how they pulled off a heist. They're all explaining how they were the one that pulled it off. And all five of them have the same idea. And it becomes clear throughout it that the heist that they have pulled off is that they have discovered the mathematical formula for proving a lie. And this is what they have stolen. And so essentially, it can involve bits of kind of like physical comedy of... It can have little bits of improv of audience interaction. It can take different forms for the different stories. We can use different styles for each person. Um... But essentially, it's a play about trying to watch people's reactions to work out who is bullshitting and who is actually telling the truth. And I was thinking at the end of it that we either do or don't reveal it, but that on the way out, we ask the audience to um, like write on a piece of paper which one they thought was actually the person telling the truth. And... Um, then uh, just, um, you know, we kind of like uh, leave them a website where they can go to to actually find out. And there's a secondary video showing how it was pulled off. So there's a second website that they go to and, you know, they can then respond to this saying like kind of tweeting being like, ah, I totally called it. Hashtag liars <laughs> dice on at the fringe. Um or being like, ah, oh, I was hashtag bamboozled. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not the marketing person. That, that sounds like a producer's job, Jem. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I think it could be a fun kind of show and it can bring into it these kind of, like, themes of probability of the kind of elements of the dice of being able to actually work out fundamentally the odds of anything happening and how if you break the odds down of 
you can predict anything. And that is the theme of it is essentially it's kind of that whole thing of like the prestige you get with the magicians of like the kind of nature of the trick of how if you're watching too closely, that's when you're looking at the wrong thing. And uh, the tr the real trick's going on right in front of their eyes. And I'm thinking uh, that, sorry, uh, PBH, but I am thinking uh, Cabaret Voltaire would be the perfect uh, venue for this show. Yes. I think that would go down really well. I've got one question, and there's sure. a reason why I ask this in its in its specific nature. Is it going to star Tim Roth? Um, I mean, if Tim Roth has really sunk enough that he's appearing in my Edinburgh Free Fringe <laughs> show, then, wow, I am sorry, Tim. I am. I thought you were doing better of... for yourself. I mean, I know you did that FIFA movie where you played Seth Blatter. But I thought you were doing better. <laughs> no, I, I I ask because a lot He's of what you're saying year. about this, because when you when you said like you've discovered the math behind proving a lie, um, there is actually a science behind lying. And Tim yeah, Roth you were started thinking a TV of the Tim show, Roth show Lie, lie to, to Me, me. Yeah. yeah, which is based on real sci science by Paul Ekman. Yeah. So there is actually a science behind it. It's not necessarily math, but. There is a little bit of math that goes into it, I suppose, in angles and mm. and naming different muscles in the face. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just that 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 came to mind, and so when it from that point on, when you were describing the show, in my mind, Tim Roth was in it too. Well, I tell you what, if we can't get him, we'll get a Tim Roth type. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed with how you ended it. To be, I. I was waiting for a twist. When you said, um, oh, that they can go to another website and there's, then they find out who it was, I was hoping like the twist was like, oh, they were all lying and the person who did the high heist was the guy who checked your tickets. <gasps> well, Fun. did I yes. say that, wasn't it? <laughs> like it. Because yeah, my idea as well is that while this is going on, a large portion of the symbolism of it is kind of using that very simple um you know the ghost or like the the very simple version of like the cup game like uh the shell mm -hmm. game you know moving the there'll be one under one cup and you move around the three cups go guess what's yeah. in between yeah, yeah. and that there's some item that keeps getting passed around the table and that my thinking was that near the end of it that item goes missing and all of them claim that the other one took it as well and that eventually you just like, if you're looking close enough, just have like for some reason that uh, kind of halfway through the show or something, we just have planted one member of the crew at Cabaret Voltaire walks in and just like clearing glasses or something. And then if you look closely, you can see the person behind the bar just has it kind of in their like lapel or something. I like um... that. I was, yeah, I was gonna say something similar to Sean. Just because I think an Edinburgh audience is super whimsical, I really find it hard to believe that they're gonna follow up and go to a website, you know, once they've sobered up the next day. And yeah, they, they, might, they might be a little bit disappointed with the fact that they haven't got a concrete solution by the end of it. But, you know, like, it could also work and it could, you know, build traction on your show. So I guess it's something to think about, yeah. I... I... 
I, I think I kind of maybe disagree slightly. I think maybe a website is a little bit too far, but I know I've been to shows at the Fringe where um, it's, they, they've they put a mobile number on, on the flyer or as you go in and they've said, just, just text me. And it's, you know, people have gone and followed that up. But I don't, I, it is a point to say that to have like a major plot, plot point hinging on going and following it up post show that yeah especially if you think about how a lot of people or if you think about how sean likes to do the fringe as a as a punter aka all of the bathroom breaks breaks are scheduled because you're seeing an <laughs> no, average not of that 14 bad. shows not a day bad. no no Wait. that's not true gem sean just doesn't schedule in bathroom breaks he just keeps no. going no, he does the the fourteen shows a day average. I remember the 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 one the the the, the year we it was last year that we went where we went as just punters and um I came to my senses at two o'clock at two o'clock in the morning on stage with a magic act, and they messed up their card trick. But I was so delusional from seeing so many shows that I kind of came to halfway through the trick yeah. I thought it was amazing and even the act were like you're right what's going on? and I was just like where am I I'm on a stage in the yeah. middle of the voodoo rooms I, where, why, why am I here I have just thought of another idea of how you could actually do the conclusion to it that mm. it might be once again too high concept but I just want to pitch this so basically I think have this be an actually a solvable mystery, but in order to find out the solution to it, basically it leads to a series of clues that lead you to another show. And essentially it, it basically the clues lead you to a specific page of the wee blue book and a specific show. And if you go to that show, it's the person explaining how they pulled off the heist. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think that is actually a unique Edinburgh idea, which is pretty unheard of. Yeah. Is, isn't there like a, 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 a heisty type film called something along the lines of like the never ending story or something? Rip I on mean, that. The never, never ending, ending story is a film. I don't think it was a heist. Yeah. They weren't a heist film. Um, yeah. Are you thinking, yeah. now you see me? Yeah, now you see me. Now you see me again. Now you see me again. No, no, it was called Now You See Me 2. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, because the obvious thing to do would be to call it Now You See Me, Now You Don't, but they didn't. Yeah, Rook- yeah. Rookie we're not going to let these two get on that rant. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, it, if needs uh, be, Sean, uh, just mark down this one as potentially one, and might ask you just to cut out again if I decide to do this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, are there any other questions for Joe's show? I've sussed you guys out now. You're just getting all these people to come on here, pitch their ideas, and then you're gonna bloody pocket them, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I what? get it. I what? see what's going we on here. Never d- we would never do that. No. Well, I'm claiming I'm claiming copyright. All right. I, I need. I want royalties, and I want a good cut. For you, okay. Libby, because you're so special, you will get the royalty. Thank you. Uh, honestly, I just want a bottle of tequila. 
So I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to be honest with you, Libby. The reason why we got guests is because we kept referencing uh, Starlight Express. And there's only so many times you can rip off Starlight Express as like an idea. So we were like needed fresh blood. Mm. And and frankly, they just <laughs> wanted so someone random. on here who both has good ideas and remembers to turn a light on. So yeah. you are in such yeah. darkness right now. You get Joe, one of two. And as I say, I refuse to compromise the continuity. I love it. Um, so. Because of that, we have now, we actually, instead of uh, four shows, we've got five shows, uh, one with multiple different possibilities of ending. So we've got my, what was my idea? <laughs> my um, playing Liar's Dice with uh, various different guest acts as a, a bit of comedy banter. You've got Sean's structured improvisation, which where the dice dictate the improv. Uh, you've got Lib- Libby's immersive and absurdist uh, two men in Mexican hats playing dice game that's driven by an app and the audience suggestions, as well as Libby's dinner theatre who done it murder mystery with drag queens. And then you have Joe's maths heist play about the math of lying where you may or may not find out who's lying or you may end up in a different show and it's all connected in that kind of way. So those are the four shows that were pitched. If you like anyone particularly or you think one is better than the rest, tell us in any kind of description. But until then, Libby, what are you doing now? Now is the time to promote. Where else can people just try and stalk you down and enjoy the things that you do? Well, um... Uh, obviously I work in theatre so I've just reopened Magic Mike Live the male strip show on West End which is really exciting because we're one of the first West End um, shows to come back after Covid with a socially distanced audience so very exciting and then um, in September I've got Waitress the Musical Um, and personally I also have a podcast it's called Ladies and Benjamin it has nothing to do with theatre um, it's like a lifestyle fleabag esque thing based around fitness and yeah, it's chaotic. There's games, there's lots of jokes and poo jo- jokes and laughter, and it's yeah, it's good fun. Um, and and you it's can... hilarious. It yeah. really is. Thank I'm you. not. Al- I, I'm not allowed to listen to it in public anymore. <laughs> Bless ya. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you can download it on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the streaming platforms. Yeah, it is. I'd really, I thoroughly recommend checking out Libby's podcast. And definitely, if you can, go and see some theatre, come to the West End, see some West End theatre. You've got Waitress, you've got Magic Mike, you've got My Best Friend's Wedding, you've got all of the amazing shows um, because they are, and Libby works really hard <laughs> on them to bring them to to us. Joe, what have you got going on? Um, well, just put simply, keep up with what I'm doing at Not Joe Ronchka. That's N O T J O E R A C Z K A. And yeah, you can find my link tree on there, links to other podcasts I'm doing where you can find my writing. And otherwise, I am still highlighting this. 250 followers on my Instagram, and I will post again. 300. <laughs> I will do a TikTok. Oh, my goodness. Everybody go follow Joe, because I need to see him on TikTok. <laughs> that would literally make my year. Um, Sean, is there anything you're going to do? Or do you want to tell everybody about 
this podcast and where we can find this podcast. Uh, why would I tell them where to find this podcast on this podcast? <laughs> hey, if you want to find this podcast, I know, congrats. I like, I like how Jem's like, I know Sean only does this podcast. So I'm going to give him a chance to talk about this podcast. Hey, hey, if you like this podcast, why don't you find this podcast again in the same place that you stumbled upon here? Hey, Sean, um, if you like this podcast, uh, where else can you find Outfit D Productions? Oh, um, that's what it, I was trying to get across. Oh, okay. well, that, that's that. That's a better you, way of wording it, yeah. isn't it? Well, if if you're on this podcast, if you go to the description, you'll find um like links to what all the other people have just said, and you'll also find like the link tree for OFITD, and there you will find a link to this podcast. So enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just um, like Joe's show leads you to other Joe's shows, that link tree will lead you right back here. So do enjoy it. Um, and from my end, uh, Theatre Pitch Podcast, I absolutely adore it. Uh, I've also got the Happiness Anonymous show. You can find out all information either through OFITD Productions or at Happiness Anonymous show, uh, where I speak a lot about happiness and I sometimes do it anonymously. Um, but other than that, this show, this special, because we are, this is not part of our usual seasons here at uh, the Theatre Pitch Podcast. Uh, these are special shows for the PBH Free Fringe. Go check them out. It's an amazing organisation where they don't charge performers to take part, so it equalises the playing field there, and they don't charge people to get in, so anybody can access theatre and the arts. And there are some amazing, amazing productions and amazing creative minds that are sitting behind and also on a part of the PBH Free Fringe. Check out the Wee Blue book. There's also the Virtual Fringe this year, the V Free Fringe. One day I'll be able to do that without the head movements that anybody watching has just seen me do. Um, but go check them out. You can find everything you need to find on at www.freefringe.org.uk um, or everything's in the description sean told you that already um but thank you guys so much i really really enjoyed i'm surprised we managed to all come out with some really really wildly different ideas all about a, a, an article that we decided right at the beginning was was quite non-story driven do you know why we've done that Gemma? why because every single one of us is special <laughs> i knew it was going yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.